Welcome back to GMs for Hire. This is another episode of Perry's Pit, our little WWE show we have on here. I'm Matthew Perry. I'm alongside my partner in crime for tonight, RJ Strope. And um, lots of WWE news coming in lately, um, but we're going to focus on probably one of the biggest pieces of news we've received uh, in quite some time, that being Undertaker's quote-unquote retirement. Uh, RJ, you want to dive in first? Yeah, sure. Uh, This is something that I think a lot of people have been expecting. Uh, this is something that nobody ever wanted to face, uh, that it's, it's, a, it's a reality that we knew was going to come eventually. Uh, Father Time always wins, as Stone Cold Steve Austin said in the documentary five or six different times. Um, the Undertaker officially announced his retirement as of right now. Um, we know he's kind of he's the Brett Favre of the WWE, where he's uh, kind of retired a few times, said, oh, I don't think I'll go back. And then Vince calls, and oh, he comes back. Uh, but this one, this one, just after watching this documentary, this one feels a little different. I think The Undertaker wanted to go out on good terms. I think he wanted to look good with a match that fits the end of a career that I believe is the greatest of all time. Uh, I believe The Undertaker is the greatest of all time. And I believe this Boneyard match against AJ Styles was the perfect storybook ending to this character that we've loved forever. Um, so, man, just uh, real heavy stuff watching it. The Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. So uh, watching this podcast is, or watching the podcast, watching the documentary uh, is pretty cool. It's really cool to see Mark Calloway instead of just The Undertaker. Um, we've seen The Undertaker for years now, and he's very he's stuck really close to his character, doesn't talk a lot, doesn't ever break character, doesn't do anything like that. True professional. But it's cool to see Mark Calloway. And it's cool to see him be real and talk to us. And just, I don't know, it's a different side that maybe we weren't used to seeing. And it's really refreshing to see that. Yeah, the documentary, of course, you're referring to is The Last Ride, only on WWE Network. I recommend anyone with that subscription uh, go and check it out. Uh, five episodes, a lot of great content. And uh, yeah, like you said, we do see Mark Calloway for honestly, probably the first time, um, you know, for years, you know, Undertaker's been in this game for 30 years. Uh, as you mentioned, a true professional, never breaking character, at least not often. Uh, it'll be interesting um, once he's gone. Uh, well, now that he is, because he was a staple in this business for so long. And, you know, he's so well known. Uh, Guys like John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, you know, these are legends and these these are household names in the wrestling industry. There will never be another like The Undertaker, you know, they won't have another streak, or at least I hope they don't. No one, no one deserves that honor like The Undertaker does. Um, And I'm the, uh, where am I, where am I going? The documentary uh, gave us a great look at, you know, what Mark Calloway's feelings were towards these final few matches. You know, we, we see, um, I believe the last like three or four of his WrestleMania matches, um, those between, who is it? Uh, Goldberg, Roman Reigns, um, AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yep. And, you know, it, it was interesting getting that behind the scenes look because that's something that uh, Mark Calloway didn't really give us those past years. Like imagine – 
imagine getting a behind the scenes look at his 1998 uh, Hell in a Cell match with Mankind. Oh man, you know, that's a that's an absolute classic. I think more for Mankind than uh, Undertaker, of course, just because everything Mick Foley went through. Um, and he and he was great with characters as well. Uh, but yeah, it Undertaker's been a staple, you know, for so long. It's going to be really weird not seeing him every year. Yeah, that's uh, that that's that's something that uh, is going to take a long time getting used to seeing a WrestleMania card without seeing an Undertaker match on it. Uh, that's that's going to be weird. Uh, I think it's going to be weird for the Undertaker. He admitted it, you know, when he didn't have a match at WrestleMania 35. He mentioned how, man, I should be out there. This is weird being here, not wrestling. It's going to be weird for the fans. Um, it's a shame, you know. That, that he had all this set up with AJ Styles and he was content with AJ Styles being the very last, you know, opponent and he was going to leave and be gone and all that. And it was supposed to be at WrestleMania here in Tampa. Um, and I was, I had tickets. I was going to be there for the Undertaker's last match. Um, and it didn't happen, but I don't know necessarily that with, with the, with the situation that the WWE was dealt I think they did an amazing job with the cinematic Boneyard match, things like that. Um, I think it was a great way for The Undertaker to go out. But, yeah, when next WrestleMania rolls around and they're in L.A., you're going to be waiting. You know, come come January when the Royal Rumble hits, you're thinking, all right, what are we doing? How are we going to get The Undertaker involved? And more than likely, it's not going to happen. Uh, the Undertaker has wrestled his last match maybe. Um, I do believe next year he'll probably go into the Hall of Fame now that he has officially announced his retirement. I think that's what they were waiting on. Um, selfishly, I hope they don't put him in the Hall of Fame next year because I have a feeling Tampa might get the WrestleMania after L.A., so I'd rather them wait a year and have him go in the Hall of Fame down here in Tampa so I can be there for it. But first ballot, go put him in L.A., I, I get it. Um, like you mentioned, everybody knows The Undertaker. There are certain names that it doesn't matter if you've never watched a wrestling match before in your life. There are certain names you know, and The Undertaker is one of them. Um, and that just goes to show, you know, the chance that Vince and Mark Calloway took 30 years ago drawing this character up and Mark Calloway agreeing to do it. Uh, it paid off. He is one of the most iconic figures in the history of sports entertainment. Uh, there will never be another Undertaker. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I got to see, you know, the second half of his career, um, and it, it's it's good to you know, at least we got to see it. Yeah, the Undertaker for sure is a name synonymous with the WWE. He always stayed loyal to Vince and the company. Uh, never once did a thought cross his mind of leaving for WCW or anything like that. Um, and it shows how much he cares about the business and especially WWE. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him get inducted in Tampa, but I, I do think he's going to be first ballot as well. Uh, I think Tampa's also deserving of WrestleMania coming back. I mean, we were kind of, yeah. you know, they kind of took it from us, which is yeah. which understandable because of the disease, but you know, hope everyone's staying safe. Um, but yeah, I think they handled the Boneyard match well. Um, I think it gave The Undertaker, I don't want to say closure, but I think it was something that he could, he could say, all right, this, this is good enough for me. You know, we see in the documentary, he was 
constantly trying to chase that dragon of like when it, when am I going to reach this this peak where I I need I were like I, this is good enough for me and you know his peak was years ago and I think he finally came to terms with that and like it's not going to get you know any better from here so you might as well ride out on top while you can um yeah I I think and he, he mentioned it in the documentary I think the loss of his brother uh what the day before the boneyard match yeah I think that really kind of brought it home that you know I am the undertaker, but you know, I'm also Michelle McCool's wife and I'm also, you know, a father to, to a young girl. You know, there, there's other things in life than just being the undertaker, just being a performer, things like that. And I think it took a tragedy such as his brother and Kobe Bryant, as we learned the undertaker, you know, uh, the, the Kobe Bryant tragedy really struck close to the undertaker. And I think he realized, you know, it's time. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? So I, I need to go be a dad. I need to go be a husband. Um, and and I, I'm happy for him. Honestly, I love the guy. I've never met him. I'm not going to yeah, act like we're good friends. But I've always loved The Undertaker. Um, and this documentary has just amplified that times a million. Uh, seeing his work ethic, his loyalty, the respect that everybody else has for him. Um, it, it's awesome. This guy is just, he's one of a kind, truly. The sports entertainment world might have lost Undertaker, but we did gain Mark Calloway. Uh, he's been staying active on, you know, ESPN, many podcasts, getting his, getting his words out there, which is good because we went 30-something years without all those words. So I'm sure he has a lot to say. I'm enjoying all the content he's bringing. But uh, let's segue into looking back at the career Undertaker had. You know, he had his streak. Um, which was probably the most notable thing about him. Uh, how to finish, what, tw- uh, 20, what was it, 24-2 and two or something like that? Something like that. Something like that. I know his two losses were to Lesnar and Reigns. I don't, I don't think Reigns should have gotten over in that, but I understand. You know, I understand. Lesnar, I think Lesnar was good. I think Lesnar, it was the right time to end the streak. Um, and it was also, like, one of the greatest moments in WWE history, WrestleMania 30. Uh, just because everyone was in pure shock, like nobody yeah. saw that coming. That that's something I'll never forget for sure. I know the uh, the picture of the guy front row who's just like, that's iconic. And I was making the same face at home watching it. I was I I literally thought it was a glitch. Like I was like, wait a minute, that ref was not supposed to count to three, or the Undertaker forgot to kick out, or something happened. Um, yeah, that was that was a shock. Yeah, that, that being – WrestleMania 30 was the first uh, WrestleMania that I watched live. Um, I mean, it, I bought it on pay-per-view, but it was the first one I was able to actually watch on TV, not just the highlights. So that was crazy. You know, that was a special one for me, um, especially with Dan- what Daniel Bryan did later in the night. That was just a special night altogether. Uh, we later found out that Undertaker had suffered a concussion earlier in the match. Lesnar kind of had to carry him through it. Uh, you know, suplex, repeat, suplex, repeat, F5. Matches over quicker than expected, shocking millions. Uh, looking at some other good matches, uh, we had those two matches against Shawn Michaels. You know, two two of the best in the game going at it. Yeah. Very special yeah. moments there. Those are iconic matches. that th- Those two guys carried the sport for a long time. Yeah. And they were good, and they were loyal to the company, as mentioned earlier. So two staples of the WWE Got to go at it. Triple H followed those two matches. He put on one hell of a show. 
uh, I believe there's an, a, hell of, a hell in a cell as well. Uh, Shawn Michaels, special guest referee, they absolutely tore the house down. Yeah, that WrestleMania, what, 28 or whatever, the one down in Miami, uh, yeah. everybody was looking forward to The Rock versus John Cena that night. But that Hell in a Cell match, man, that, that was tough. <laughs> that was a good one. They definitely stole the show for sure. Uh, not A non-WrestleMania match, but we did mention it earlier, the 1998 Hell in a Cell uh, against Mankind. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily look at Undertaker's performance. Uh, he did win the match, but obviously the spotlight was on Mankind based on everything he went through. Yeah, that, just that, that single moment of the Undertaker throwing Mankind off the top of the cell onto the announce table and the, the call that Jim Ross had during it, that is, in my opinion, the single most iconic moment in WWE history. Um, I think of Hulk Hogan slamming Andre at WrestleMania three, and I think of the Undertaker throwing Mankind off the cell in 1998. Um, those two, I, you know it. You just know it. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100. percent Those that those are just Andre and Hulk Hogan. Of course, was at a different level back in the day, but as wrestling progressed, 1998. I we haven't really seen anything like that since. I mean, Vince Vince told Mankind uh, McFoley after the match, he was like, "Thank you for everything you've done, but please never do that again." Just because it was, you can't even imagine. I can't fathom, you know, getting thrown off of a cell, you know, that high up. It's just unbelievable. And he and he came back. He, they they tried stretching him off. He came back, and then he took another fall through the cell. Yeah. To the canvas you know it was you gotta you gotta give Mick Foley some props for everything he's went through which is crazy when he fell through the cell down to the ring that one wasn't even planned yeah. the Undertaker had no idea that that was gonna break <laughs> the Undertaker has talked about it um with with whoever and his foot is actually right there at where the door was gonna go and man if his foot would have been three inches to this way or that way they could have both went down and it could have got really ugly. Um, yeah, that, that one right there took both of them to a completely different level. Yeah. When you're, I mean, when you're in the uh, wrestling business that long and on, on the highest stage, arguably, you're going to have a lot of iconic moments. And of course, Undertaker had uh, his fair share as we just named a few. Um, but yeah, the Undertaker, uh, unfortunately announcing his retirement, do you see, I'll ask this for the future, uh, there is no, you know, no one will ever be the Undertaker, but do you see anyone taking that kind of role? Can you see someone being in this business for 30 years and having a similar, not gimmick, but similar impact that the Undertaker had? It's really tough because the WWE is is kind of... I don't really know how to explain it. They have stars, you know, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, but they don't have superstars. And that's something that the WWE has had, and I don't believe that they have it right now. The WWE, man, when you could run out John Cena, Batista, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker just, what, 10 years ago? I mean, you had legitimate superstars. And then 10 years before that, Triple H, The Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle, you had legitimate superstars right now if you just go up to some random person on the street and ask them who roman reigns is ugh, how many of them are going to know i would think a few might know 
but I, I just don't think that's the same as like 10 years ago. If you ask somebody, Hey, do you know who John Cena is? Yeah. Everybody knows John Cena. Hey, you know who the undertaker is? Well, of course everybody knows the undertaker. So the WWE really needs to build on what they've got. And maybe the undertaker retiring fixes, helps that. Maybe you can't rely on your, this big star coming to save WrestleMania every year. Now you have to create Bray Wyatt or Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. These guys are stars. You need to make them superstars. And maybe the Undertaker not being there opens that role up now, and maybe we can see it. I personally believe Bray Wyatt is the best thing in WWE right now. I love AJ Styles. I think he's probably the best wrestler, the best in-ring performer. But if we're talking about who is the most creative, who is somebody who can come up with something, get everybody behind it, and run with it, I think Bray Wyatt undoubtedly is the most creative superstar in the, in the company. And I think that's a guy that Vince, Triple H, Shane, whoever, everybody needs to put all their eggs in the Bray Wyatt basket and just hope that he can be half of what the undertaker was. I do think that Bray Wyatt is a fantastic talent and he's received comparisons to Mick Foley's uh, three faces of Foley, that being do love uh, cactus Jack and mankind lately because uh, he most recently brought back the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, and then along with the fiend and the Funhouse, Bray uh, it's nice seeing that creativity pay off. I think the WWE needs to give more power, more creative power to the superstars and let them run with it because I think a lot of them have some great minds, some great ideas, and that's what they did in the Attitude Era. You know, you had The Rock cutting his amazing promos. You had Stone Cold flipping people off and stunning them. They are being themselves, and it was paying off. You know, the, when The Rock first started, he didn't have the mic skills because they, they had him – Rocky Maivia, you know, doing his own other thing that the writers told him to do. When you let the superstars be themselves, I think it could really pay dividends. Um, well, we saw that with John Cena as well. Yeah, exactly. As some clean-cut, ruthless aggression guy, and then a couple superstars overheard him freestyling on an airplane one time, and they were like, whoa, can you do that on camera? And then we got the doctor of thugonomics, and then whoop, his career took off. So, yeah, you need to give the superstars a little more freedom and let's see what they can do. Exactly. And going back on what you said about people not maybe not knowing what, who Roman Reigns is, I do think, obviously, the Attitude Era um, reached a much greater audience being uh, having its uh, PG-13 rating or whatever the case is. I think the PG Era has kind of condensed the audience. Obviously, there still are a fair share of adults still watching. But I think um, – it's reached less of a mainstream audience, you could say. Of course, everyone's going to know The Rock since he's been in so many movies and stuff like that. Undertaker, simply because he's been around so long. John Cena has been in movies as well, and he did leave the industry for quite some time. Uh, but I do think the PG era is partially to blame for superstars being less known. However, I do see a lot of bright spots in the WWE. Obviously, they still are you know, arguably the best in the world at what they do running a wrestling business. I've been watching a lot of NXT lately uh, and we have tons of talent. The WWE is chock full of great guys, whether they were taken from Indies or homegrown at the performance center. WWE has a bright future. And as long as they can market these guys properly and let them do what they want to do creatively with their storylines, you know, they could mess this up for themselves 
or make something great out of it. It really just depends on how well the writing team can mesh with the superstars. But I see plenty of potential. I think, I think the future is bright. Yeah. I mean, these guys are more athletic. Um, they're more, they're, they're better trained than I think there there's ever like, they haven't had the amount of resources back then as they do now. So mm-hmm. I do think, you see these NXT guys come to the main roster, they are more ready to go right now than, you know, The Rock was in the 90s. You know, when he got there, he had to keep learning. Now when guys get there, they're not learning much. They're already pretty well versed and they're pretty ready to go. Uh, They definitely need to market the superstars a little better uh, because superstars are what makes your sport. And that's not just wrestling. That's anything. That's baseball. It's basketball. It's racing. It's wrestling. It's anything. If you have somebody that a fan wants to see, yeah, a fan might like your sport, but a fan likes the player, the superstar the most. That's what you need. So. Well, I guess the only thing we'll really have to do is wait and see what the WWE does with these superstars. Uh, There's definitely a void in the hearts and minds of all WWE fans after Undertaker's retirement, but we do wish him the best. Uh, hopefully we get more content from Mark Calloway, um, and hopefully we bring more content on Perry's Pit soon. Uh, we have a few things planned, uh, currently in the works of setting a few things up. Uh, so hopefully you see us again soon. Uh, I've been Matthew Perry, along with RJ Stroop, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.